Casey. Casey, can you see what's happening? I, I can't, I can't see who's dead. I can't see what's, I, like, who, who's that? Shh, you're earning the tension. Let the tension build. What tension? It's a black screen. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our first ever episode on Game of Thrones. Mmm. I know we've talked about Game of Thrones before, I don't but I don't, we've never gone episode by episode because the wait for the season was longer than... This podcast has been up. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, so, as of the recording of this podcast, it's been episodes one through three that have been released. Of six. Of six. And I specify that because there is an episode the night of this recording that we are not including. Yes. Yeah, so we're talking, let's get to Winterfell, let's prepare Winterfell, let's battle for Winterfell. All the fells of winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, like we say whenever it's going to happen, there will be spoilers, but hopefully since people seem to stay up to date on Game of Thrones and... Uh, and apparently uh, drop the memes faster than Endgame... <laughs> I mean, they drop it as soon as it happens a on the show. Apparently, you need a hashtag in order to not get things spoiled immediately. <laughs> like that, you have to cast a hashtag spell in order to prevent <laughs> the spoilers from coming through. Something like that, yeah. But, so, since we're not talking about the most recent episode, if you're up to date on Game of Thrones, you are safe. We just kind of wanted to talk about our thoughts and our feelings on it and what we are... Like, thinking for the rest of the season as a whole. And I think it's perfect that they're, we're covering the first three, and there's three more. Yeah, and also... Split in half. You get to know already if we're wrong. That's true. Yeah. At least for the first part. Because most likely you, dear listener, are of the future, and thus, you know more than we. So you are the expert. And we're just talking. Well, third of the expert. What? Don't act like you know everything just yet. I mean, they could be listening to this after all of Game of Thrones is over. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I... Listen to us immediately. <laughs> um, spoil, spoil the tuck nerdy to me, BB. Spoil it. Um, spoil the BB. <laughs> spoil the babies. Um... I do like looking at some Game of Thrones theories and... And I do not. Yeah, there there is the difference between us. Like, it's because it's you have... Casey and I have different investments when it comes to Game of Thrones. He's invested in the characters and what happens to them, and I want to see a really cool story. No, you just want to see everyone die. I don't want to... Okay. We can get into that when we get to the third episode, but... No, I don't want to see everyone die, but I want it to feel like an earned ending and not feel like I was, like, gypped. That's how I would feel if we got your ending. So, here we are. Okay. We've reached a stalemate. We have reached a giant wall with a giant hole in the middle. So, the first episode was the reunion episode. Right, which I believe it may actually be the title. Perhaps. I am too lazy to pull that up. I just... It was in big letters, and I remember it being one word, and I'm pretty sure that one word was reunion. But anyway, all of the, the payoffs from mostly season one. Not entirely. Not but entirely, but like 
all the characters who haven't seen each other since they were separated in season one, pretty much, or pe- characters who have never got to meet, got to meet. Yeah. It was just all the meets. It was. And so, I what I've actually really enjoyed, so I've enjoyed Sansa a lot as she's, like, matured and gotten more into, like, the political game, because I think that she's really interesting for that. So seeing her face off against Danny all the time is very interesting because Danny is so assuredly that she was just going to be accepted as queen. And then you get to Winterfell and you get here like, yeah, no, we just kind of want our independence. Yeah. All of the, all of the stairs. Oh, this, oh, episode one, the episode of the side eye. Yeah. Uh, it was Game of Thrones that said this episode should have been entitled looks. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I could not agree more. But, yeah, I think it's interesting because, and I think that they will need to lean on this in the future, Sansa knows firsthand just how Cersei is. She, yeah. people forget that she had, like, the inside, she had the behind-the-scenes look at <laughs> Cersei and what she does and what her plans are and how she operates. Yeah. So. And, t- I mean, so does Tyrion, but Tyrion, we've learned, is blind to his sister. Some, I don't even get it. I'm like, I get, you know, family is complicated and stuff, but why would you trust someone who you literally make jokes about wanting to kill you your entire life? So, see, I, I'm just like, <laughs> I get that you're trying to have optimism, but you should know better than anyone. Like, I I like how, uh, I believe it was Sansa in this episode mm-hmm. says, you know, uh, at one point I considered you the most clever man I'd ever met. Yeah. Now you dumb. Well, it's one of those things of like, and I can't, I can't tell what's purposeful and what's not. So. I have a lot of meta wonder from watching Game of Thrones, which comes from a lot of the, you know, situational stuff, which is, like, they've gotten past the books. This is on show in a territory with a bare bones of what George R. R. Martin had planned. And so they've reached a point where it's not written, like, they're at the point where it's not written for them. And sometimes they're good at that, and sometimes they're not. And so with Tyrion, I can't tell if they're purposely making it like the rise of a new age where, you know, the people who were smart aren't going to be the ones who are smart anymore. You know, it's a new reign of people. So Sansa is the new age of political awareness because she's got to see everything firsthand and she's had all these experiences to bring her to where she is with Cersei and Littlefinger and all the people. Or... If it's the writers who don't know how to write a smart Tyrion. Like, because most of his smart monologues and clever political switcheroons and all that happened during the parts that the book was already written. I think, uh, maybe, but I I, I think it's more of, uh, I mean, I, I I think that's probably a book thing or like it would would be a book thing yeah. there's no way to actually tell but it seems like not yet uh i think it just adds on to what you were saying about the the young group because uh i mean after 
Well, there's a lot of things that don't go his way, even within the books. And so I think that he's kind of lost his edge, and it seems like he's becoming the hopeful one and not... He's he's leading... He's beginning to lead a bit more with his emotions. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that he tries that don't go his way. He had one successful moment in the Battle of Blackwater and thinks that he can... Do everything. He's the Sun Tzu and knows the art of war. I mean, he... He was at least part of one of Danny's successful battles, but I don't remember if he was, like, the reason it was successful or not, because I can't remember. Yeah. See, this is, again, why I like talking about Game of Thrones with Casey, is because we view it so differently, and it not in a, you know, it, was it a good episode? I wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> um of the two of us who need who might need glasses, it's not you. <laughs> um, but it's more like I, my way of enjoying Game of Thrones is from a storytelling perspective, because I think George R. R. Martin does a really good job of building up worlds and building up like character arcs. But I never enjoyed his full execution, so I enjoy it from a slightly removed point of view. Though I do have like characters I really like, and I would be sad if they died. Whereas Casey is fully like into like you were you're the consumer whereas i'm i feel more like a critiquer which is interesting because you actually haven't read the books i so you said you tried a little bit i have read all of the wikipedia history like i've read all the histories i know all the things that happen i know all of the character stories and all that because it's really interesting to me but i don't like george R. R. martin's writing style that's I, fine, but reading Wikipedia does not count as reading the books. No, it doesn't. I fully am aware of that. So, no, I haven't read all of the books to, you know, fully invest in it because I didn't like the writing style. And so what I do like is the history and the character builds and all of that kind of stuff, which is the And stuff- the brand the builds. <laughs> brand Brand the builder. Build a brand workshop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they just have the eyes that follow you everywhere. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, let's quickly go through some of the, like the reunions that we have. We oh. have the Sons of Tyrion. We have the I think in a fantastic opening. They're like, "Oh, Jamie's here." No, it's the ending. That's the end of the first episode. Well, it, no, it is. Yeah, the end of the first episode is Jamie walking into Winterfell taking off his helmet like he did the first time, turns, and Bran's just oh, yeah. staring at him, That's and it's right. just the quiet stare, That's and you right. just that see his face end. go, whoa, you're alive. That's right. And it's just creepy, yeah. creepy stare. Um, we get uh, John and Arya. Yes. And John and Bran. Yes. And All super sweet, especially the John and Arya. Yeah. And it's just Arya being like, you just... You don't know how much of a badass I am. Yeah, it's like she was the one that accepted him f- as a person. And he's like, I'm, I miss you so much. I'm really important now. And she's like, yeah, I kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and Arya's my favorite. I love her. And we get pretty much the Winterfell distrust of Danny, with them being like, uh, we don't like outsiders. So the first episode, there's not a whole lot to talk about because it's not really even set up. It's, it's just the only payoff. episode with Cersei so far. That's true. I don't remember which. Oh, it's her and 
drunk pirate man. Yes, uh, I. The Gay of Thrones term is Jared let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones! If only we could be that good. <laughs> um, so. You do have that. And so, are you of the opinion that Cersei is still pregnant or was ever pregnant? I don't think she ever was. I think wishful thinking, maybe, at one point. Because I, I can see her wanting another child, but I can't see her ever having another one. I don't... I mean, there's the prophecy and everything, but you can just tell that she was just faking it to keep uh, Jamie around. And that's not even a thing anymore, so she's like... Oh, Jamie's gone? Okay, no baby. Oh, also, she enlisted uh, Bronn to go kill Jamie and Tyrion with the crossbow that Tyrion used to kill their dad. Who was on the potty. Who was on the potty. I believe in the books, it actually hits him, like, in the nads. <laughs> I don't know. That I believe part. it, like, if I remember right, it actually hits him. And that's how he dies? Yeah. Well, what a way to go. I, I don't know if that would kill you. I mean, I think he might have done more than one, but I just, I'm I pretty sure I remember getting there. Oh. Yeah. So Accuracy, man, that's a small nads, target. One in the heart. Yeah, that's a small target. Well done, Tyrion. You're a better warrior than I thought. Uh, So we get that, the scene of like her enlisting them to go do that. And then we get... I mean, the only other real thing is... The super dragon riding fun time. Oh, and also the, what do dragons eat? Whatever they want. You're like... You, that's not how you make friends, Your bedside manners need some work. I don't think you should be intimidating the people that you're going to help and are going to help you. I know. The, the people that you need to help and um, put you back on your throne, maybe don't tell them that you don't care if your dragons eat their children or something yeah it's lesson one (laughs) lesson one in successful reign yep oh and we also no that's the next thing i think uh we do get the reveal Hmm? the heritage reveal oh yeah sam drops some bombs after some bombs get dropped on him (laughs) which is the beginning of game of thrones especially this season's love of Ending a scene on a face after an unanswered question, which for this one was something along the lines of like, you're, it was John's moment of, you're a Targaryen, John. I'm a what? <laughs> a Targaryen and a thump on your aunt one. <laughs> <laughs> which I just, I guess we can segue into episode two because that really is like the epitome of. Before, before we do, we just have to. Before that bomb gets dropped, we have to deal with the other bombs that got dropped. Uh, I, I'm i sorry. Uh, you're Sam, right? Sorry, I may have me? actually burned your Heard dad alive. Oh, that's oh, cool. Good. At least my brother will welcome me with open arms now. Yeah, he was standing next to him. And from what I know about the book scenes versus this, the scene where she actually does like burn them to the ground is in the book in the show it's framed much more in an evil way than in the books i don't think they got they haven't gotten there in the books i think so because i was talking with uh one of my co-workers about it and she was saying how in the book some of the stuff that danny's done that's been framed as evil is 
just framed as like just doing what she needs to do because so many people do things like that that it's not viewed as like her going mad yeah i just don't remember the tarly specifically but oh i don't know but i I think that the mad queen aspect that the show has kind of fallen into like will she or will she hasn't really been a thing in the books it's true because it's more of like a battle tactic and george R. r martin is like already sadistic enough that uh. someone burning alive people with dragons is nothing. I can't help it that every time I hear George R. R. Martin's name, I just think of, he even stole my RR! Which is from Epic Rap Battles of George R. R. Martin versus J.R.L. Tolkien. What a thing to steal. Yeah. <laughs> steal your railroads. <laughs> okay, episode two. Yep, so we have uh, the scene of Jamie basically... On public trial. Yep. Uh, and he's in front of everyone he has wronged, pretty much. You know, you killed, you helped kill all of the Starks. You helped kill, kill the Targaryens. The Targaryens. And pretty much everyone there hates you, except Brienne. Yep. And that is his saving grace. Because she is a guardian angel for this man. She's like, nope. He's cool. I can vouch for him. He lost a hand for me. That's good enough in my book. He fought a bear for me. And then also was a creepy, weird person in a bathtub. Which has one of the best monologues I've ever heard in my entire life. Still is a creepy man in a bathtub. I mean, all bathtubs are creepy. All public baths. He was not invited into that tub, sir. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. My opinion of Jamie goes up and down because there have been scenes that they've done specifically in show that have, during his redemption arc, felt more like regressions to me. And and it's show specific. And I know that because it's how they have framed it and done all that. And so I want to really like Jamie and root for him, but it's hard for me to. But not for Brienne. Not for Brienne. Brienne is Angel. She is she is the good. She is Brienne the beauty. Brienne the good. Brienne the knight. Yes. Of the Southern Realms. That's like, so everyone's preparing for this battle because they've known it was coming. They've known it's been coming for a long time. And uh, so where episode one was reunions, episode two was prep. Yep. Uh, because Tormund, <laughs> and, Tormund and Ed, <laughs> the only two people left of the Night's Watch, are like, yo, they're going to be here in the morning. Like, rise and shine. Yep. You, you, They're coming. Also, he's like, the big woman is still alive? Yes. We he all know very excited. Tormund is not so subtle in what he wants. Tormund is Brienne's number one stan. And I don't think she's into that. Uh, it could have been questionable before about whether or not that would be a thing. But the long stare, speaking of looks... The look she gave him as he talked about um, drinking giant's milk and then just gobbled it down his beard as he was chugging. I think any possibility of her ever being interested was 100% gone. Right, because her next look is immediately over to Jamie and she's like, oh yeah, he's way hotter. (laughs) (laughs) He's hotter. And not disgusting (laughs) in that way. And it's like Torment is like, he's adorable. But that was gross. Yeah. That was so gross. So, two different attempts to woo Lady Brienne. One of them failed epically. One of them was just 
I'm here and I will fight with you and I'm going to knight you. So I know. So do you think the two of them will survive? Brienne and Jamie. Well, we I should talk about that at the end. Yeah. I still my answer has been the same and you're not going to get any other answer other than I don't know. I know, but ugh. see I like talking about story arcs and trying to see where it's going to go. And Casey's had, like, I'm here to watch the show. I've had so many theories that... That's another reason I don't go looking for theories. Because theories find me. And I'm just like, I don't need any more theories. I just want to watch the last four hours or so of the show. And the leave me alone. Theories are so fun. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the other... Anyway. Other okay. things that happened in this episode. Right. Theon came back. Yeah. We got Theon rescuing his sister. Yep. Uh, and she's like, yeah, go do what you need to do with the Starks. And he comes back and he's like, I really, you know, my bad. I did a bad thing. I helped Ramsay, like, hurt everyone. Let me make it up to you. And then is embraced by crying Sansa, which was a little confusing to me. I was like, I don't know where all this emotion from Sansa's coming from, which I guess is, like, he was raised as their brother, and then, like, he's back, and he helped her escape. But, like, I don't know. I'm not a Theon fan. No. Uh, I, I, I think she's, she's just happy to see someone that isn't someone trying to take her position. Yeah. Or, you know, someone she grew up with that's not wrecking her Winterfell plans. Anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, the last time, he walked in and was like, I'm in charge. I'm yeah. taking this place from you. And so I just, it felt, so I get that he helped her escape. It felt a lot like I didn't get quite the payoff I wanted for, the like, his actions. Because apparently, you know, getting your junk cut off and tortured is all the payment you need. No matter who you wronged. I mean, I don't know if it's enough, but it's pretty high. I guess. But if I was Sansa, and you helped put me into that position, and that's what happened, you might have rescued me, but that doesn't stop the fact that you're one of the reasons it happened, and you let it happen, and you let it happen for a decent amount of time. And so, no, whatever he did to you beforehand is not payment for what you let happen after that. But that's my opinion. No, that's fair. I think she was just... I know. I think at that point, she's like, it It just can't matter anymore. But, yeah. But anyway, again, I'm not a Theon fan. So... I mean, I'm not gonna fight you on that. No. Because, uh, me, Not me either. Uh, Other things. Yep. The <gasps> apology to Bran, like, Hey, sorry I pushed you out a window. Thought I killed you. I didn't kill you. No, but now you're not really... I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay, bruh. I'm not even me anymore. It doesn't even matter. It's the way things supposed to go. It ain't no thing. Stoner brain? Pretty much. Yeah. He Tell does, me I'm wrong. He does kind of <laughs> sit there like he's just super high all the time. Yep. Um... One thing we actually missed in the first episode that we can just kind of sum up now is Arya's met up with Gendry again. Yeah, I mean, you get more of it in the second episode. I know, but they did have their reunion of, like... 
Oh, hey, hey, you're here. Hey, you're still cute. Yeah. Make me a thing. Yeah, so she Make gets me a some, pointy thing. She wants some uh, some jacking glass. Yes. Or she wanted a spear that separates with dragon glass on one side and an other thing on the other side. Wasn't quite clear what the other thing was. I will say it was cool to get like it's a cool weapon. I feel like the build up for the weapon was a little It was never about the weapon, Amy. No, it was about his weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Which she forged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean She forged his, his weapon. What I find so funny about the fact that, like, we get the scene, like, the love scene between Arya and Gendry is, like, you get Gendry, who's, like, had a pretty hard time when it comes to, like, that lady loving recently because of the Red Priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Arya, who's had some very, like, near misses with things because of the life that she's led. And, you know... Maisie Williams is an adult. They're framing her as being 18 years old on this show for whatever reason. Um, Like, however timelines work. But people freaked out so much about that scene. I freaked out in a good way. I know, but people... If you... If you look at Google Trends, the search for Maisie Williams... Google Trends? Google Trends. Oh. If you search for... If you look at the search line of the last, like, little bit of Maisie Williams' age, the spike <laughs> right there was like, is this legal? And the fact that it's it's mind-boggling to me. Because you have Sansa who went through all of this crap that we saw for a long time when we knew she was, like, too young for any of this to matter, but no one cared because they hated Sansa. And then you get Arya, who's like... I'm an adult. I'm consenting. Let me go do the thing that I want to do. And people are like, <gasps> Well, in the books, no time really passes. And so all that stuff happens to Sansa when she's 12. Yep. The whole Ramsey thing didn't happen. With I her. know. But I all know the that. other stuff, which is still equally, t- oh, it's still terrible. Yep. She's like 12, pushing 13. Yep. Well, the whole stuff with Ramsey on the show is part of what, like, made me angry at the show for a while and I didn't know if I was going to finish it because I was like why did you need to add this? What was the point of adding this? Yeah. That's why so a lot of... It's not that it added it was switched. I know but still. Still. Like I know there are differences and all of that and I look them up and I know about them because I like to be informed but it's like I uh, I've almost given up on Game of Thrones so many times because they make me angry. And to the point where now I just will jump it in watching it because I just can't. So my willing... Here's the thing. My willingness to finish Game of Thrones has to do with wanting to know how a story finishes because there's so much in it. Less so than full enjoyment. Sometimes. Okay. You're staring at me very hard. I would like to talk about something else so you're not staring at me anymore. Yeah, sure. I don't know... (laughs) Good. Why I get the stare. Uh, why are you brand staring me right now? Why are you brand staring? Just move on. I feel on. like there's a song. Uh, what do you want I mean, the rest of it is just, you know, the scene when Brienne gets knighted and everyone's just kind of sitting around like, this is probably going to be the last time we're around each other before we die. Though, Tyrion says, I think we're all going to live. And they do. 
Well, I guess he's it, the new three-eyed raven, huh? Because he can see the future. I guess so. Though my fa- one of my favorite memes to come out of uh, that scene, for as much as I I enjoyed like Brand's smile and she was like so happy and it was such a moving moment, um, was like now we know why all those ladies love Podrick. He must have sung to them. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, they full on. Uh, they full on pippened. Uh, yeah. yeah, even they they talk about anything like it mimics the beginning of Pippin's song, and I was like, "So not only do you steal the RR, but you steal his Pippin song." I mean, if you're gonna steal from something, it might as well be the father of fantasy. Yeah, and George R. Saying. Martin has never shunned away from that. Like, you're copying Lord of the Rings. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, I'm just... Sometimes the specifics in which it happens is just interesting. But apparently the song's called Jenny of Old Stones, and you can find a cover of it by the one at the end, that's Florence and the Machine, which I thought was really cool. And I really liked the song. And apparently it has, like... So, again, I like theories. So I watched and listened to a couple things about, like, Jenny of Old Stones and what it could mean for the predictions and stuff, and that stuff was really interesting. But we don't have to talk about it because Casey we will doesn't not. care. Nope. I do not. <sighs> I care about the rest of the show. Okay, go ahead. So now we're at the battle. We are at the Battle of Winterfell, also known as the episode that no one could see. The episode where you tried to tune your TV to no help. To me, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and get, go get ahead. this go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And get this out of the way right now. I'm totally cool with it because it was it was about attention thing and the fact that I couldn't see certain things and it was just a mess of just ripping and cutting and biting and it just, to me, it added to the tension of it. It's like, ah, and I felt like, I felt like I was there and like, oh, I can't. But you can still have tension and have like interesting lighting and hard to see moments without it being like, it looks like you had the camera settings wrong. That like legitimately half the episode, I was just thinking like, I feel like your ISO setting is wrong. I feel like your ISO setting is wrong. <laughs> but in, and uh, it is because, like, the biggest thing is when they talk about this battle and making it is that it was comparative to Helm's Deep because it was now going to be the biggest battle. I know. I've seen the comparisons. Yeah. Helm's Deep, you have tension. You have moments of, like, what's going on. You have all of those things, but it's still lit. I was able to see everything. You also have a 4K TV, which most people don't. It was it wasn't the 4K cuz most of the stuff because of how since I was streaming it from HBO Go was actually pretty blurry. It was like pixelated, but I was still able to I didn't have any problems seeing what was going on. It worked for me. I understand your qualms. Moving on. I'll let you scoff at that one. Thanks. I will. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your permission, sir. Well, the other scoffing that you have done recently, I do not allow the scoff. I stand by my scoffs. Any hoosie, we get the Battle of Winterfell. You have the idea that the good idea is to keep the dragons away while the army of the dead approaches. Problem number one. Problem number two, we're fighting an army of the dead. Let's put everybody in crypts. Yeah. 
That one I should have seen coming, but whatever. Everyone saw it coming, except for the characters on the show. Which is like, at least some of you saw him raise the dead. Someone should have said, um, but undead. Yeah, I guess they assumed that it had to be people that that they had killed, that the White Walkers had killed. Maybe. Or they just didn't think about it. I don't know, but whatever. It is what it is. It is indeed what it is. So we have Melisandre come back. Yep. Uh, and she lights everyone's flames uh, alight and all that. And so do you, because it's easier to just skip to the battle because the build up beforehand, the only real like noticeable things are we have like uh, Lady Mormont and Jorah and we had, you know, they had their thing. And so we know that Lady Mormont is fighting. And we have the setup of who's in the crypts and who's not in the crypts. So Sansa and Tyrion are in the crypts. And Tyrion's all like, I can fight. And it's like, mm, really? And then we pretty much just get that sort of thing. Oh, the other thing we didn't talk about was Sansa's reunion with the Hound and Mr. One-Eyed Man. New Arius? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Which is, I, I bring up because the payoff of that scene is in this episode. Yeah, it's the, they're just like, oh, hey, Arya. And she's like, you guys are losers. I'm out. You guys <laughs> I'm are not lame. Gonna do with you old yeah, somethings. She's, she's like, they're basically just eating their last meal. And she's like, I'm not going to spend my last meal with you losers. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Peace. I have other plans. Um, and so I just wanted to bring it up because the payoff is in this episode, but pretty much we have just a little bit of moments before we head straight into battle. And it pretty much starts with the Dothraki charging into them. Do you think all the Dothraki are dead? Yes. Well, how do you feel about the fact that an entire race of people is now gone because again, they sucked at planning for a battle? I mean, someone also brought up the fact that they killed off all of the non-white people. I except for two. I don't because th- also they end up trapping the unsullied on the other side of the barrier, and they all dead. I mean, what happened was all of the unnamed characters get killed. No, because we have a whole crap ton of Northerners who are still okay. I don't think it's about that at all. I know. I'm like, just people, saying... People are looking for race cards, and I don't... I do not want to get into that. I know, but, but it was a Rocky point I saw made up. Like, we are sending our strongest people out. We gave, we gave them flaming swords. But... I know, it didn't work. But okay. dragons! But Why would you not... Because it's something they said. They're like, we... We can't use the dragons until we need the Night King to show himself. And we need the dragons. But they didn't end up doing it anyway. We need to. F- we need the two dragons for when the Night King comes so we can use our two of our fire dragons to fight the ice dragon. And I get that. And I get the worry of like flying into over the things and having them shoot but down another dragon. But when the Dothraki all get wiped out in a super cool visual moment... That's when Danny's like, nope, I'm going out there right now. Screw the plan. It was a stupid plan. I, I can't hold I can't hold back to try and get the Night King like right away. Nope, 
I'm going out there, Dragon Attack, Dracarys. So that moment was for her to break away from the plan. Yeah, but I st- like it still bothers me that you got rid of this entire thing of people and like you mean your only hope no like not just that but like you eliminate the dothraki you eliminate the unsullied you pretty much just and i mean this is game of thrones so that's the thing that happens you made danny's entire journey and the entire buildup of people who like trust her and believe in her are gone right to show how crazy the 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 white walker army is I, so, then for me, I feel like this battle had a tonal problem. Where you're telling me this is the worst thing, the worst thing ever, but then it is technically confined to a one episode. All of that buildup is to a one episode. This is not our final fight. Spoiler alert. Right. The first three episodes were a buildup to this, and then the next three are going to be towards Cersei. I mean, it could be... A one episode build up, a one episode battle, and then one episode aftermath. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping we don't get a very large epilogue. I I I don't need it. I don't think so, but I'm just saying. Yep. So anyway, battle. We all of that happens. We lose the Dothraki, we lose the Unsullied. Um and the White Walkers are pretty much like indestructible. The, their trench why did they not build a trench that was slightly wider? So that someone couldn't just lay over top it? They probably did not think of them just... I don't know, dogpiling is the wrong... Just just piling up. I mean, it doesn't matter how wide it could have been. They had enough I know, but, to do that, but, regardless of the width of the trench. <laughs> I know, just but the fact that, like, the Dothraki... The, 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 the undead could just go, like... Thwomp. They could just spoot over the trench. I, I mean, yes, there were. I'm th- just saying this is not. It was such poor battle planning, people. They didn't have a lot of time to plan. They did what they they tried to do what they could against an army like that. Maybe if they had help from another army. Maybe, but we don't know, but. They that be- did that being the, said, the best with what they could, and yes, there were some very costly mistakes, but... Yes. So, best moments. Whatever. Best yes. moments. Lady Mormont. Yep. Stabbing a giant in the eye. Yep. As she died. Yep. Was really, really good. Yep. I really enjoyed that. Yep. I was very confused during most of the Jamie and Brienne scenes, cause, and Sam, because we lost the one dude... Ed. Ed. Dolores Ed. Yep. Uh, defending Sam. But then we see the three of them get... Dolores Edbridge. <laughs> we see the three of them get dogpiled multiple times, but then miraculously not be dead. Like, there were just so many times I was like, that's all they get for their death, and then they were alive. And then again, and again. And I was just very confused with the choice of showing them being overrun, because it's not that I don't understand and appreciate like showing the how hard the battle is i feel like the this again is me just critiquing different things is i feel like the framing of that battle was confusing in a way that didn't make sense from a story perspective from like a through line perspective because 
there were too many times I saw Jamie, specifically Jamie and Brienne, get dogpiled without some intervention. But, like, it was, like, a five-second thing to see them get surrounded and, like, brought down. And then we flashed to them the next time to see the same thing happen in a different spot. And so that, to me, was just a little confusing and a little, like, we don't know what we want to do with our, like, big-name battlers who aren't having a moment in this episode. Yeah, I think it was more about just, like, the uncertainty Mm. of them. And also, I mean... Even though it didn't happen, they could just, they could very easily be consumed at any moment. Yeah, but... I mean, the fact that they didn't get their, like, moment of, oh, they're okay, you know, maybe we could have gotten that, but, I mean... It's that, or to see them fighting through more than just keep getting dogpiled. Does that make sense? It's it's less that I needed to see them get rescued from a dogpile more than I needed just to like, have some of those moments be more of them fighting through it and not seeming like they're just being overcome again. Does that make sense? Because if they're going to succeed enough to survive, I need to see them succeed and survive. Because... Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, That was just the F plot of that episode. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that was confusing. And... It was also confusing because I was I spent the whole time going like, if you gave Ed this big death, you're not going to do that to them. So then I feel like every time we cut to them, in one of these little moments, it's I don't get it. It's supposed to show, show stress. I know. Like, it's not that I don't know what they're trying to show. I'm saying I think they but did it in a way that maybe since you want everyone dead, it doesn't stress you as much. I didn't want Brienne dead. You wanted the ending where everyone dies. I know, because well, I thought what? it would be funny to watch. I didn't want that because I think it would be, like, the 100% best ending. I think it would be an earned ending. But I also just thought it would be interesting to see how people react. Because, again, reactions to the Red Wedding are one of my favorite things. Too bad that your favorite character got rid of all of that. I will take that. So, the big, the big plot in this is was not Jon Snow. I mean, Jon Snow did failing nothing. to do a thing. Jon Snow did nothing. Jon Snow fell off his dragon and survived. Tried to go fight a thing and failed. Tried to go save Bran and couldn't make it. Tried to fight a dragon and almost got wiped out. <laughs> so I watched that episode with mom and she was like, Jon Snow thinks he just did something amazing when Maybe. the dragon collapsed. Yeah. He's like, he thinks she that he did something really good. <laughs> he did nothing. No. He, you did nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> you do nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> so, uh, we get that little subplot between him and then Danny. Here's the thing. Danny should have been dead with how that happened. What, with like falling off the dragon? Or, falling off or? the dragon. The dragon flew away. And then it's her, and then suddenly Jorah is somehow there. Which, I mean, here's the thing. Jorah's death is probably, like, the best one in the episode. Because it was, you know, it was how he wanted to die. And then after that would probably be Theon. Yeah, because, I, I mean, that's care. something he's he's been willing to do his the whole show. And it's something he got his own personal redemption for. And also, if he wasn't there, then she would be dead. Yes. And he's okay with that. Yeah, it's just the way that that scene was framed, 
like I'm glad she picked up a sword and fought. Like I'm glad she showed that she's not just going to be like save me. That was cool. So I appreciated that. The way that it was set up was like she should have died. And I guess one of the other things in this whole episode is like <clears throat> sorry. I went into this episode wondering if they would be brave enough to do w the way that George R. R. Martin writes things. And I just don't think they are, at least not as a mid-season, which is sad because that's how, like, the, that's why the Red Wedding was so shocking, was because, you know, we're partway through the season. Well, that one was, like, at the end of... Was it? I yeah, can't remember. It was, it was, I think it was the one that started, well, no, it's season two, but it was, it was the ninth episode. Okay. Big twist. So, I wanted to know if they would be willing to kill people that fans like. And I'm just not sure that they are. That's not the final episode. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I thought there would be more main characters too. But, yeah. I mean, it, I guess they're just they're the holding plot, out. The plot armor was strong in this battle. Oh, yes. And that, was, that made all the difference. Yeah. And so, we got... Uh, Theon died saving Bran because the Night King arrived and they had like their battle on the dragons, which was probably my biggest complaint when it came to lighting. I couldn't tell the dragons apart. I couldn't tell what was going on with them. Because like until the blue one breathes fire, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Yeah, I again didn't was not a problem for me. Because I'm like Oh no, who's winning? I don't know. Let me know. Blue fire. Oh. Yep. And get dragon gets half its face ripped off, which is interesting because then you get to see all the fires coming up the sides, which I like. I love dragons in general. So that was half the selling point of Game of Thrones for me. Um, also, one other thing to point out, Ghost was there. Then mm -hmm. Ghost disappeared. But Ghost is apparently alive because mm -hmm. he's in the thing. But we just, you know... At this point, apparently, I don't think the showrunners care about direwolves. I I feel like if they address them long enough, they would die. So maybe I, that's what I think is saving ghosts. Yeah. Everyone's like, "What? Why aren't you dealing with ghosts?" Because in this world, if you give some, if you give an animal attention, it will probably get killed. Yep. So, ghost is like, "Hey, I'm cool, just chilling in the back, staying alive." <laughs> yep just he's just like i'm just gonna walk over here yeah so we have that but theon once the night king you know avoids the big battle with john because people are like oh they're gonna have like this sword fight it's like night king's like nah bro you can't burn me can't fight me i got all these dead i'm gonna go kill your brother yeah <laughs> and so he gets there and he fights theon and theon for all the things did a really good job you know killing all these other people and then he just charges and dies. Yeah. I mean, what? He he had nothing else he could he do. He needed that. He just needed to give <laughs> the last little bit of time to Theon. Why, why do you always hit me when you think of things? <laughs> Speak your truth. Because Bran just being like, I'm going to go now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the whole thing like, hashtag me at a party. I'm going to go now. <laughs> And the eyes roll in the back of your head and everyone just looks at you strange. Yep. That's me. If you ever wonder what going to a party with me is like, there you go. Now you have visual representation. And you sit. 
<laughs> the whole time. Yep. I'm just saying, anytime someone walks by, I'm just like, I'm working. Uh, anyway, so we had that, which was probably the biggest moment of levity in the entire episode. Um, on the other side, we have uh, Arya fighting, 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 and you have uh, the hound being like, ah, fire. <laughs> and then you have one eyed man being like, Yay, fire! Because he's from the Lord of Light, and it's all fire all the time. And so, the two of them, Arya's a badass, fighting all these things, but, you know, it's so many people. And we get to see her use her weapon, but that's about it uh, for that thing. It's not some big revelation in this episode. Arya's cool, but no one's no one can take down an entire army by themselves. No. Or, can they? I mean, yes, in the one way that you can. <laughs> so, we get her running through and her being sneaky. And it's a lot of payoff of all of her training. Because we get to see her, you know, walk like a whisper when she's in the library. The loudest thing about her is her blood hitting the ground. Not her feet, not her breath, not anything, just that. You get her, like, fighting and doing all these cool things. And her little thing to Sansa. Yes. She's like, I don't know how to use this. Stick, Stick it, it with the pointy, pointy end. end. Um, and so that was really cool. And then, you know, she gets kind of trapped and she ends up being, like, helped along, semi-rescued, but, like, helped along by Clegane and Mr. One-Eyed Man. Beric Dondarrion. I can never remember his name. He's always just been the One-Eyed Man. (laughs) The guy who likes the Lord of Light. And we find out. And so, uh, One-Eyed Man dies. In a really weird way. Because, like, he's in a doorframe, but it doesn't look like the doorframe of the room they're going in. But then he still falls into that room. And somehow the White Walkers don't go under his arms. Because he's blocking the door with his arms out, like, across. But the White Walkers just take time to just, like, tear him to pieces in the back. And don't go under his arms to go forward. And then he falls in. But he wasn't in that doorframe. <laughs> anyway. That part was weird to me. But we end up with them all in the room, and it's Melisandre, Clegane, dead one-eyed man, and Arya. I'm just glad you're not hitting me right now. (laughs) And Arya. And we get the Melisandre being like, I had a prophecy for you. Kill people with brown eyes, blue eyes, and green eyes. But blue eyes. What does it mean to have blue eyes? Blue eyes, white dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have one of those. (laughs) And so Arya's like, oh, and runs away. And for me, 100%, I knew she was going towards the Night King. I was like, are they going to do that? Are they going to do that? Are they going to do that? But apparently not everyone thought so. Yeah. I mean, they even, the showrunners even said, we wanted to distract you long enough to to not really give you a chance to think about that. Well, they didn't expect someone who's only really invested in Arya. Yep. If you find someone who doesn't care about any of the other stuff, <laughs> then your plan is foiled. If. I'm but the one me, you never see. But for me, I was distracted long enough to be like, ah! Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually squealed when so you she said. did the thing. Yes. And so, uh, the big turning point, because we have like a little bit of Sansa and Tyrion having their moment in the crypts when everything's going to hell. They're like, you know, we'll die for our people. Turns out they don't need to, because you have Arya, the badass, 
the girl of many faces, the assassin, the kick-ass, the wolf of the north, the the other things. Apparently, as I saw today, Batman. Yes. she has the same origin story <laughs> as Batman. Uh, you have her. You see the White Walker's hair go, whoosh, and they're like, what? But she's too fast. And you have that moment of, like, the music build-up. The music, so, that final scene, the music build-up. I saw a dissection of it, and it's so interesting because it's it starts with uh, a, the Night King's piano music, and it does the Night King's piano music, and then as the the wish and Arya starts to come in, you get the add-in of like the living music, like all the drums and all the things that go along with the living, and it's this like weird me- medley of all this music until he catches her by the neck. And then it goes quiet. And then you have the, shh, drop the knife. Shh, stab him in the space where they made him. And then it's the living music that comes in again. Without the piano music, because everyone starts bursting into ice bubbles. Like, bursting like ice bubbles. And it's it's really cool how the soundtrack did it. And I'm like, that's really, really cool. The you Whoever does the music, I can't remember the guy's name right now. Um, uh, I, it's 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 very hard to pronounce, and I don't want to say it wrong. Yes, that guy needs a raise because that was so well done. He also did the first Iron Man movie. Yes, Ramin Jiwadi. Yes, I hope that's close. Uh, but that, and then you have Arya. Arya killed everybody and saved the Night King. Yep, you saved the Night King. Sorry, saved everybody and killed the Night King. Killed him. Yeah. Killed him dead. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So, thoughts on what's going to happen moving forward? Uh, none. <laughs> You'll get nothing from me. They're going to go after Cersei now, and she's going to be like, Haha, your army's dead. Mine's not. And they're like, oh, yes? Well, our plot armor is thicker than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Where we're at right now is pretty much that Cersei has the bigger army and she brought in the Golden Company. But Danny burned half of her supplies. And so she doesn't have all the stuff she needs to survive the winter should she win. And the winter is here. We see that with all the snow and all of that and what have you. So they're both at disadvantage in different ways. And they both need to roll for disadvantage. <laughs> Indeed. And we will not know who gets the critical success until the second or third episode left in this series. Yep. I mean, we won't get the Winter Winds ending anymore, unfortunately. I will no lo- never get to see people react. Well, you know the seventh book is called Dreams of Spring, so... I know, but I'm just saying. If anyone could have pulled off an ending like that, it would have been George R. R. Martin. Because he's a sadist. Once again, your favorite character intervened. I can't help it that all my faves are better than yours, and I pick the best Starks. Bar none. I I know you're referencing Avengers, and you say you pick the best Stark. I picked the same one, so leave me alone. I didn't say anything about you. Don't take this personally, Casey. <gasps> And so, with that... My favorite Stark is Ned Stark. 
your favorite Stark died in the first season. I know. So still great. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. This has been Talk Nerdy to Me Babies. Really first Shocking recap episode of <laughs> us talking about G- Game of Thrones. <laughs> we hope you will join us for our next episode where we do this in three episodes. And then join us next week where we do something else. And I'm A. Marie by the Sea on every social media. And... Case <laughs> Crusader. Okay, Peace bye. <laughs> and we will talk at you again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving us a rating, a review, and sharing this with your friends and your grandparents and your dog. Goodbye.